Okay. Do you love me? <clears throat> um, Prof? Yes? It's Kiki. Then why did you spell it like Kiki? Boys, he, did you look? You listen to the song. He said Kiki. <laughs> But they wrote Kiki. <laughs> It's okay, sir. That's not what this episode is about. But you said I know what I said. Hiya, I'm Bayo. And in case you were wondering, you are now listening to the What A Joke Podcast. A friendly disclaimer before you proceed, continued listening may result in one or more of the following. Involuntary and unrestrained laughter. <laughs> Learning new things. Uh-huh. Enjoyment, being offended, and falling in love. <gasps> and most importantly, always remember, please... Don't take everything you hear on here too seriously. The Tuk Tuk. Reminds me of that bird in Georgia the Jungle. <laughs> Named after the noises it makes, this majestic creature may not be much in terms of outer beauty. But when you're talking inner beauty, it's also not there. Nevertheless, this humble beast has saved as many lives as it is endangered in its natural habitat, the concrete jungle. Can you guess what the tuk-tuk is called today? Go on a journey to trace the origins so that we may better appreciate the tuk-tuk. We must turn back the hands of time to the 19th century Germany. A simpler time before art school dropouts. The Germans in 1886 applied for a patent for a vehicle that had three wheels, two at the rear and one at the front. The vehicle also had a single-cylinder rear engine and was steered by a handle. Technically, this means that the tuk-tuk was the first car. Newspapers reported in July 1886 the first outing of the Benz patent motor car, which was a three-wheeled car. You know, I, I see a mental picture forming in your mind of what I'm probably talking about. Yeah? Follow me. There is more history, but this is where the first tuk-tuk sounds were born. So we fast forward to Britain in 1929, But these humble machines serve the empire as delivery vans. Ish. And with their motorcycle-like controls, I'm sure it was loads of fun. Get it? Because delivery loads. <laughs> Now, seen as post-Mussolini Italy, World War II had hit Italy hard and the economy was taking terrible hits. Four-wheeled cars were beyond the reach of many Italians at the time. There was also the fact that many of the narrow streets of Italy were not suitable for the four-wheeled vehicles. The roads in Italy were also in a bad state of repair after World War II. Italy needed a way to get the country moving again. Hmm. A country with bad roads and narrow streets unsuitable for four-wheeled vehicles sounds so familiar. Where have I seen that before? Enter Enrico Piaggio, 
During World War II, Piaggio had been building fighter aircrafts, but the hub of operations, which was the Pontadera, Pontadera factory, yes, had been demolished by bombing. Because of this, they needed to rebuild. Enrico Piaggio, the son of Piaggio, founder of Renato Piaggio, never said Piaggio so many times in such a short amount of time, decided to move production away from airplanes, seeing his war was ending, and do something to help Italy's transport problem. That man right there is an entrepreneur. Not many like him these days. Well, they're actually kind of a lot, but you, you shall get my point. Firstly, to get people moving again, Piaggio started to build scooters, and this solved the problem of the mobility of people, but did nothing to solve the problem of moving goods. In 1947, Cordino Dascanio, who was an aircraft designer and also the inventor of the Vespa scooter, decided what was needed to help Italy's reconstruction was a lightweight commercial vehicle. It was decided that a three-wheeled vehicle was best suited for the job. Instead of fixing your roads, you just decide to invent a new car. It's fine, it's fine. I'm not complaining. Enrico Piaggio liked Corradino Ascanio's design and put it into production. The very first Piaggio Ape was mechanically the same as a Vespa scooter, but with two rear wheels and a flatbed on top of the rear axle. When they first advertised the Piaggio Ape, it was advertised as a Vespa car. It was not until 1964 that a cab was fitted to the Piaggio Ape to protect the driver. Really took them almost two decades to figure that out. Wow! I wonder how many drivers collected in that time. The addition of the passenger body saw the Piaggio Ape being used as a taxi, just as many tuk-tuks are today. So if, if, if we're being real, the first tuk-tuk has to go to Piaggio. Because, man. The Bajaj three-wheeler was a latecomer to the history of the tuk-tuk, as it was not until 1971 that they started to produce their own auto rickshaws. Despite being a late starter, they've gone on to become the world's largest manufacturer of three-wheeled cars. Their three-wheelers dominate the crowded roads of India. Then came along the TVS Motor Company. Relatively new to the game of greatness, they started producing three-wheelers in 2008. And while it was slow to take off to start with, it is now gaining ground on the long-established tuk-tuk manufacturers of the world. TVS took the basic idea of the tuk-tuk and modernized it. They looked at everything that was wrong with the other brands and upgraded them. Basically, they brought the tuk-tuk into the 21st century. Now, sales of the TVS King were slow at first and a struggle to get off the ground in India and Sri Lanka, the two biggest markets for the tuk-tuk. Of course, this is because of customer loyalty. They've been driving bajajas for years and they grew up seeing them everywhere. Change is hard. TVS Motors decided to turn the attention to other countries where tuk-tuks were relatively new, in Africa, South America, and the Middle East. The rest is history. Tuk-tuks are currently one of the most popular modes of transport in Nigeria, with millions of them on our roads. 
tuk-tuk can be traced back to the government or administration of Muhammad Buba Marwa, who was the military governor of Lagos State from 1996 to 1999. They're even named after him. Last name Marwa, first name Keke. Yellow beasts that roam the major and minor roads of Nigeria and many other third world countries under different family names, like Tuk Tuk. Ooh. Yes, yes, Prof. We are talking about that. In Nigerian cities, these bad boys are all over the place. Although, all the time I was in Ondo, I don't recall seeing any of them. Then again, I was indoors all through. One day a thought randomly popped into my head, like, does anyone even know where Kekes come from? Because you, you use them every day. I mean, as some of you listen to this podcast, your Keke man is probably dragging the road with a trailer. No, ah, this one, man, ah, what are and then the old woman sitting next to you is praying in tongues for safe arrival. These yellow, noisy, and slightly dangerous three-wheeled vehicles provide cheap public transportation for millions of working-class Nigerians and is a source of livelihood for their drivers. For my international audience, I'm going to just try to explain or give a brief description of what these majestic creatures look like. Imagine a car. Now, paint it yellow. Give it one tiny wheel in front and two tiny wheels at the back. Then cut off the front and the back so now you've only got like the middle. Kind of looks like a box now. Stay with me. Then you make the car slimmer so that only three people can... I'm sorry, this is going nowhere. Just Google an image. Yeah, that's K-E space M-A-R-U-W-A. All right, where was I? Buba Marwa first launched the use of tricycles as a means of commercial transportation in Lagos. This led to the tricycles being named Keke Marwa, which translates from Yoruba, the dominant indigenous language in Lagos. It translates to Marwa's tricycle. Cute. And, which is still the name it's referred to in Lagos and other parts of the country till date. However, the popularity of Kiki across the nation can be attributed to the National Poverty Eradication Program, NAPEP, which was inaugurated under the President Olushagun Obasanjo administration to alleviate poverty and provide economic empowerment to the people. Thus the name Kekenapep was born and it gained popularity across Nigeria. Now, since its introduction in Nigeria, it has served as what is the easiest means of transport intrastate. Nobody drives it, like, from Ogun State to Lagos. That's crazy. And it has also helped in the reduction of poverty in the country, as it is easier to afford in general. Like, it's just cheaper. It's the cheapest. Yeah. Well, it was the cheapest. But, like, you know, since... Since Bubu took over, it's like they are not poor again. I don't know if they are poorer because everything is so expensive now. Even KKSF is costing more than some bus rides. I don't get it. Well, there have been safety issues with the mode of transport, concerns about the suitability for the main roads. The drivers seem to wake up and choose violence as they struggle with the cutter riders in recklessness, meandering like they have extra lives in their pockets that they can pull out at will. 
traffic rules or mere suggestions to them as they flout and maneuver their way through the little spaces between cars in traffic and scream at car owners when they end up hitting their cars. It's, you hit me, but you are shouting at me. Okay, it's fine. You will like the smell of Giselle. Of course, these yellow apparitions are not even balanced for main road travels. They are only used for short trips and cargo carrying in India. But here, <laughs> you go sit there and they fight for express. Something that strong wind can just slap it off the ground. Shame. The truth still stands, as the tuk-tuk has survived multiple incursions in its existence and will continue to be the go-to mode of transport for the foreseeable future. When I say go-to, you shall know if you are not among, just day or day. Those of us that used to use keke, we know where we are. Longevity only matched by the Sioux from Portugal and the short genius from Argentina. This has been What a Joke. Keke Origins. Another Monday, another joke. But you made it through and didn't die of laughter. Thank God. Our solemn mission is to share this episode with everyone. Friends, family, strangers on the internet, that guy that's toasting you, your lecturer, your boss, heck, your unborn child. Share the funny. Make sure to follow the podcast on all socials at Pod and follow me at Udolibayo. Tweet about it, post screenshots of your favorite timestamps and moments. Tag me and I will respond. I'm not popular enough to air you yet. <laughs> the Joker community on WhatsApp is always looking for new family members. Join to get first-hand info about the podcast you love so much at the link in the description. What a joke. You really can't make this stuff up. Yeah.